0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Naline. Eric, happy Memorial Day.
1: Hey, same to you, Bobby. Uh, Just took off some beef ribs that smoked through the night, so I'm uh, I'm a little tired. I I might need a little nap before the first beer opens up, but uh, obviously we always say happy Memorial Day, but the the day isn't uh, festive. Uh, Americans, we take it festive, but um, let's always uh, keep sight of the reason for the day in the first place, but, you know, then drink some beers too.
0: <laughs> we have room for both on this on this episode for sure i think right yeah. hey um you already released the scoop today uh, i wanted to talk to you about that uh 21 new faces 18 uh high schoolers enrolled yesterday or came to campus over the weekend three more uh, uh portal transfers as well for a total of 21 new faces on the longhorns campus this weekend um you know you've you've talked a little bit about it in the scoop what is the schedule for those guys coming in this week
1: Yeah well you know a lot of them moved in i think anybody that's on social media saw the activity of not just the football players but basketball players women's and men's um you know a lot of activity on the 40 acres and it's an exciting time if you went to texas you probably remember that it probably takes you back to, to when you you yourself moved in and your parents dropped you off uh Bobby that was a long time ago for you i know um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you know, there's an acclimation period today. They're doing a uh, actually by the time this is up, they will probably have already had their uh, meeting with the team at noon. Uh, that's just kind of an orientation. Um, you know, they'll they'll go over their expectations and what you know what, what's expected of them over the summer. Uh, I think the real welcoming party is tomorrow. They're going to see who showed up in shape and who didn't. They have a pretty full day of activities, uh, meetings, uh, workouts. Uh, there'll be some player driven seven on seven uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. Uh, and then they'll do a lifting period later in the day after running out in the sun. So, tomorrow's going to be a really, really interesting day. They'll be taking notes on who showed up ready to go, I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing somebody's going to throw up tomorrow. That's just, oh, that, yeah. If, if, you know, if they, there's there's still that nightlife that you have to kind of get acclimated to in college and somebody went out and had too much fun on the first time. We always used to call it ruining opening day of boating season. You go out and, and ruin the, the actual opening day by partying and having too much fun the night before. Somebody's going to do that. That's 18 year old college kids.
0: Yep. Um, All right. So that's kind of what they're at. Um, You also uh, made note in the scoop, something that you'd kind of been hinting at in quasi reporting, but I think you went ahead and just went full throttle today uh, that you expect both Ishmael Ibrahim and Jalen Gilbo back with the team this year at some point, Ibrahim uh, returning from an ACL uh, tear, but also had an off the field uh, incident uh gilbo's also had an off the field incident but you're reporting or, or inside is reporting that both gilbo and ibrahim uh scheduled to return to the program
1: yeah i think they're already back but i don't know that 100 percent sure i did hear 100 percent that they'll be back in june and so you know june's tomorrow or the next day whatever it is um and so they're gonna be back um you know i, I think there's some rumors out there that gilbo got arrested he did not get arrested um you know, Ibrahim has, you know, obviously been nursing and re, rehabbing his knee injury, and uh, you know, like you said, he got in trouble uh, last January, I believe. Uh, but yeah, they'll, back, they'll be back. We wrote that um, that Ibrahim has quite a bit of upside. He's a good athlete. Uh, he's, he's more of a corner than anything else, and those are those are kind of harder to, to find than you know, finding those those uh, guys that could can play safety are a lot more common than the, the pure corner that can exist out on an island by himself. So. Um, you know, he's got a chance, but, you know, he'll have to wait his turn and rehab and take this this uh, this uh, this year se- uh, seriously, even though he's probably not expected to play a ton, uh, given all the uh, veterans in front of him.
0: It's interesting if they're coming back in June. One of the other things that, that you and I have talked about at, at different points is what is different with the coaching staff this off ste- offseason and what they're allowed to do via NCAA rules. And you made mention of that today in the Inside Texas Scoop um explain what what you were the process that you were talking about and what you think the impact might be uh with the additional hours of coaching the the coaches are able to do this summer
1: yeah they have two hours of classroom work each week and two hours of field work with the players and basically what that is going to be is a template that sets up their expectations and and basically it's going to teach the veterans what to coach the younger guys and what they need to work on uh on their own time you know that 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 two hours uh in of film and and on the field is going to be about fundamentals, but then it's going to be on the, the players to take that time and, and, you know, put in their own work. And I think there's a lot of expectations that the the veterans are going to ride the, the younger players as hard as they have to, to make sure that those two hours become much more. Uh, you know, the, the value in two hours is great, but there's a lot more in taking what, what the coaches are teaching in that precious time and really uh, turning it into muscle memory instead of just uh, learning it.
0: And, and this is different because in years past, the coaches could have no contact, right? Not, they could have contact. They couldn't have actual on-field uh, uh, work or classroom work with players, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Yep. And so there's still going to be a lot of player-driven activities. I think they're doing seven-on-seven seven tomorrow, too, that's player-driven. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the coaching aspects are going to be really about fundamentals and, and uh, getting the, the younger players up to speed as quickly as possible, especially those offensive linemen. You know
0: what's interesting to me? You mentioned the offensive line. I think that where that could really help is the secondary. Um, if as you're trying to get more, uh, uh, I guess the secondary as well as the offensive line are the two positions I think that have to play in conjunction with one another. Yeah. yeah, right. We're
1: trying to create cohesion. Yep. Yeah,
0: and and I think that that could really help, especially as Texas is looking at, I guess, really in, put in three new starters on in the secondary at, at varying positions. Uh, you mentioned the the offensive line as well. So uh, hopefully that'll that'll come out and uh, be a possibility uh, that Texas plays a little bit better in the secondary early in the season uh, with this kind of stuff. Um, on the state of the program each week, Eric, you and I kind of try to take one or two topics and and uh, really digest them kind of deeply. Uh, on this, in this week, I wrote an article this morning uh, for Inside Texas. And, and what I did is I essentially talked about just the players showing up on campus uh, this week. And I gave a number of categories uh, and I wanted to get your comment on those as well as and I'll give my own as well that that people have already maybe read, but it'll be able to be in good comparison to yours. Jerry Hamilton already uh, chimed in on the message boards as well. But um, so I'm just going to go go down the list and you kind of give us your thoughts. okay? sure. All right. Most likely to succeed of the 21 new faces that came in.
1: Uh, well, you know, I'd have to go with the guy that had the number one player in the state, uh, Kelvin Banks. You know, I think, uh, he's got top five, uh, draft pick upside. Uh, I think he's got the work ethic and the drive. Um, so I think that, you know, th- it's always fun to talk about the ceiling, but the ceiling doesn't matter if they don't have a high floor and he does have a high floor. So I, I think that he's got a very likely, uh, very good chance of success at Texas and probably starting this year. Mm-hmm.
0: You-, you sided with, uh, Jerry Hamilton on that. I went with Devon Campbell. Simply because of the, the multi-sport issue. I mean, a guy that, that, that plays yeah. a couple of sports. Those guys tend to, to acclimate better to college more quickly, in my opinion. But, again, with the, the additional coaching in the summer, we'll see how that works. But I don't think either of those guys are bad picks, necessarily. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on the first to see the field? I went with Ajai Hall and Will Stone. Uh, a Hall as a kick coverage guy, Stone as possibly the kickoff guy.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, well, that's a good call. If we're going with kickoff... Um... Yeah, you know, Diamante, uh, Tucker Dorsey would probably be a guy that they'd have out there gunning, too. Uh, so we might have a tie on that. Um, if we're going with kickoff, then I probably would go with Diamante. Uh,
0: yep, yeah, that's uh, – you went with uh, Jerry Hamilton. <laughs> he picked okay. the same. I, picked mean, I didn't same see player. Jerry's.
1: I didn't see Jerry's. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, three- or four-year starters out of this group.
1: Three- or four-year starters. Got to go Campbell Banks, Umio Zulu, uh, Brennan Thompson, uh, Jim on tap. Um, man, if Jerry Bledsoe, if Jerry Bledsoe really dials it in, he's he's a he doesn't
0: count, he doesn't count because he's not he's already been on campus.
1: Oh, okay, 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 yeah,
0: but yeah, no Justice Finkley or those guys, or okay, BJ Allen, uh, yeah, yeah the
1: guys. new rivals, yeah. Yep. Um, let me see. I don't know. It might be safe to go with a guy like Austin Jordan too, just because there's so many different fits for him. He could play corner, nickel, or safety. And uh it's, it's kind of hard to tell, but in a good way. Some guys have a hard, hard place to place them. Uh, but he's 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 got the good type of versatility. Some guys are kind of tweeners like John Bonnie. You know, is he a corner? Is he safety or is he neither? Uh Austin Jordan could be any of those things. So uh yeah. I, I might go with Austin Jordan too.
0: Interesting. Me and me and Jerry went with all, all our virtually the same group. Uh, we also added Cam Williams in that, which would literally mean. Th- four three plus year starters on the offensive line which is a phenomenal number uh you mentioned jamon tap which we did not and then we also mentioned will stone uh but you know that's one of those things you don't necessarily think of him quote unquote as a starter since you're not really thinking the starting
1: 22 um well cam is a good pick too because he's got probably the biggest question mark already somewhat answered is that you know he's a giant guy that has proven he can move backwards and pass pro normally those guys are awesome one-on-one run blockers that they just lean on people, but he's probably better in pass pro than run blocking, which is kind of unheard of.
0: Yeah, I I, I, made, I talked to Justin Wells yesterday on, on, uh, on Texas football, and he and I talked about it. And the issue with Cam Williams is that he's literally the size of Leonard Davis. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize just how large a human he is.
1: Yeah, yeah, his upper back is gigantic. I mean, he, does, he looks like he has a turtle shell on the back of him. He's just, he's just huge all the way around.
0: Yeah, that, that leads me into who I voted the, the highest upside on offense. Uh, I voted for Cam Williams. Who do you go with?
1: Uh, highest upside, I'm go, I'm, I'll stick with Kelvin Banks, and then I would probably throw in a Jai Hall there.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, highest upside on defense, I went with Jamon Tapp of this group.
1: Uh, I would go tap, tap as well. I think he's got a very good feet. Um, and he's got really good body control to become an all-around pass rusher.
0: Got it. Uh, most physical players in this class, this was one that I, I kind of really thought long and hard about. I picked two guys kind of sharing it. One was Kelvin Banks because I think that uh, literally I think he enjoys contact. I mean, it's just yep. one of those guys that seems to like it. And then Savion Red was a, a unique pick for me because yeah. he's another guy that even though he, plays, he played quarterback in high school, he – clearly enjoys the the physical mentality of football.
1: Yeah, Red's a really good pick. Um, You can see him playing wide uh, wide receiver at times throughout his career where he's very physical after the catch. And, uh, you know, I think they're bringing him in to kind of see if he could be a Debo Samuel. And I think physicality is what uh, would typify Debo Samuel's game uh, as much as as versatility. So I think saving Red's a good good pick. Um, Let me see here. Physicality. A lot, of, a lot of the physical guys, I think, uh, kind of already arrived. Uh, yeah. I think Devon Campbell would be good there, too. You know, one of the first uh, highlights I ever saw of him was on the pull, and he was just killing people in space. Uh, just play playing real angry. So I think Devon Campbell probably works there as well. And Umi Zulu is a guy that uh, is going to be a really good run blocker. I think physicality, you know, you have to have that to be a good run blocker. So he's probably in there. That's Again, we're naming a lot of offensive linemen, which is really good.
0: Yeah. Um, Jerry went with Banks and Red as well. Uh, but I don't think, you know, given the the offensive line, I don't think anybody's going to uh, disagree with your pick. Um, fastest, if there if there is a, we, we can argue about who the second fastest is, but I don't think we can argue about who no. the fastest is, right? Brendan Thompson.
1: Yeah, Brendan Thompson might be uh, faster in his back pedal than anybody else on the uh, on, on the roster, but. Uh, yeah, uh, probably Austin Jordan. I think he got down in the 10-7s uh, or so. Uh, or, you know, Ajay Hall would be the, if we're going with a grad transfer, Ajay Hall would be the second fastest. Um, but Austin Jordan of the new guys, that makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah, Red's not really known for speed. and They're not bringing in a ton of skill guys. Yep. Yeah. What about
0: quickest? This is, a, this is one I really thought about. Uh, I, I went with Savion Red again. I think he's just right. that kind of quick athlete. Uh, but I could have seen some other picks too
1: um yeah you know i think uh i think jordan's probably quicker because jordan could play corner um and red would be more of a safety if he did play defense which he, he could play defense if he wanted to um probably jordan there a lot of the Yeah. You know, like i said a lot of the quick guys the quick and fast guy you would have said Jaden blue but he's already on campus so he doesn't qualify um so probably austin jordan unless i'm just missing somebody got it most athletic and you can you can name a couple here uh
0: So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who else did I go with? I, I went with three. I'll come back to it. I, I think uh, uh, Christopher Ross is the- I Christopher
1: Ross is a you know, 60-foot shot putter. He, he deserves mention. But I think your guy, Red, um, probably works here too because he's a really good basketball player. Uh, another one of those guys that has body control no matter what sport he's playing. Um, and you know, he's got that quickness and, you know, balance is a huge part of, of any, uh, athletic endeavor. And I think he's, a, he's a well-balanced athlete too.
0: Yeah. You know, Jerry added a good one. Uh, he added to this category, Ethan Burke, uh, ah, because yes, yeah,
1: course. yeah, his change of direction at that length is really, really unique. Obviously, uh, you can see that, uh, as well in the lacrosse field, do they call it a field a pitch or whatever, uh, as much as football. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good selection.
0: Yep. Um, most underrated. And I, I'm going to go, I, I'm going to tell you who I picked after you tell me who you picked because I think you're going to like my pick, but <laughs> I want you to go first.
1: Uh, most underrated, you know, Burke, are we going by how they ended up as rankings or a kind of uh, popular consensus or, or I, think pop, I think
0: popular consensus, because, you know, and when I think of underrated, of course, there's a lot of four stars in this class. It, it's really like, right. I'm thinking more of the people that are, it's not so much underrated as it is under um considered or right, underappreciated
1: after the um after the first signing day I, I wrote a piece about the somewhat similar to this and I had Ethan Burke as one of the highest upside players in the class and so I would probably go with him um you know but I, I think the the problem is a, a lot of times expectations are too uh too far out out there for uh, for freshmen uh and he's a guy that's going to take some time you know he's he's kind of long and, and he's going to have to add some muscle but if he keeps, you know, 90% of the movement skills while adding uh, the requisite side to play play buck outside linebacker, then then he's going to be really good.
0: I went with, I think is going to be one of your favorite players, Austin Jordan.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I was kind of considered an Austin Jordan hater because I'd, I'd seen him as a safety the, his whole time. He was kind of well-known as a sophomore, and I'm like, that's a safety. I don't know why people are seeing corner. And then his junior year, you know, I'm like, that's a safety. What? I don't know what the deal is with people calling him a corner and then this year, I'm like, damn, man, I had to had to eat some crow because I saw I saw a, a different player, and he looked really good playing wide receiver as well. Uh, and if you can play wide receiver, a lot of that translates to playing corner, you know, especially tracking the ball. Um, so that yeah, it's a good pick. I'm I'm a lot bigger, I'm a lot higher on on Jordan than I was initially, and so uh, that's the good thing about evaluation; it never truly ends, and you've got to be uh, flexible. If the player shows something different, then you've got to be honest and uh, and mention that too.
0: To your point, I like his trajectory, right? It's, it's one thing, Denton Ryan is a program that is extraordinarily well coached, yep. I mean, yep. They're, they're getting, they're trying to maximize their guys as much as anybody in the, in the state, whether yep. it's Katie or Duncanville or they're, they're truly trying to, to our North Shore, they're trying to maximize their guys. Um, and so when you see a guy keep improving, yep. I think over, over time, it's a sign that maybe there's still
1: more left there to do. Yeah. He's going to have an NFL body too. You know, that's a big part of it, you know, so the playing being able to play safety really raises his NFL uh, chances you know that's a his floor is really high because he's got the ceiling position if it doesn't work he can still go over and play safety
0: so remember the name Austin Jordan there and and Ethan Burke also uh who you picked. Jerry picked Ethan Burke as well um this is a little bit different category because this actually brings in some possible negatives Uh-oh. and I know we don't necessarily harp on that here because you're you're literally talking about 17 18 year olds but i i categorized it as boomer bust okay yeah guys that literally you think could knock it out of the park or you know just never make it make it you know bust a grape i guess is the best way to put it right yeah um
1: uh, tap tap got to go tap
0: on that all three of us went jamon tap okay. uh, you know i went a couple of guys yeah uh jerry went a couple of guys and you you mentioned Jamon tap as well i also put uh, I also put uh, Savion Red in that category. And I put Red there, um, and I want to explain this. I put him in there because I don't know that he perfectly fits any position. Yeah. You know, whether he's a running back, a wide receiver, a safety, a star even, um, right. possibly on defense. But what is I – mean, he almost reminds me, and this is a guy we've had on the show before, he reminds me a little bit of Andrew Kelson. Yeah, he, he, He's a little quicker than Andrew, but not quite as big as Andrew. Uh, was at the same time period and you know what position is he going to line up at and really take to because I think if he finds a right one and it, and it and it works I mean you could be talking about a, a big time player but if not he could be that you know that player that just never finds the right spot and then Ethan Burke uh, Jerry also mentioned Malik Ogbo
1: um, yeah, man, you know, I, I, the problem is we don't know Agbo, like we know some of these other guys, but, um, I asked a guy in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, the bigger the football player is, the more he has to love it to actually maximize. Um, and so that was the question that I had for that guy that knows uh, Malik very well. And, and he said that he does love football. So, uh, if that's the case, he's got, you know, once you have these, uh, these traits that set you apart, he's gigantic and has really good feet for being so big. Uh, those guys tend to find a home but you know that that comes down to uh you know the inner motiva- motivation that it requires uh, but if he has that I think he's going to be good so I, I could see the boom side of that too but also the bust just because he's more of an unknown and then uh red could be that uh, jack of all trades master of none and not be able to find a home so that so he's a good pick in that regard for sure
0: yeah and it's not that we're I don't think we're predicting the bust we're just not, saying not we're just trying to weigh uh, the the difference yeah. between the two um Eric, uh, as I go through that, that finishes that portion of the the program of the state of the program. But as we go through this list, are are there any things that kind of strike you uh, from the group that you want to talk about? Like anything that, you know, what you're really anxious to see or interested to see how the next month or so goes.
1: Uh, Well, you know, we didn't name a linebacker. And so that's kind of the, kind of the problem with that class. Uh, You know, there's a couple other guys that didn't get mentioned one way or the other. Uh, but overall, it's a really good class. It's it's not super heavy on skill. That's where they're going to make up for it this this cycle. You always, I love to see the interplay between one class to the next. Uh, the, the 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 staff has to to realize what they're losing on the roster, what they didn't get in the last class, and then really attack this 2023 class with that in mind. Uh, as far as June goes, I want to see who comes in and works hard. You know, that's uh, there's every year there's a couple guys that show up with a certain maturity that that that. Uh, you know, that most freshmen don't have. And those, those are the guys that often make an impact as, as true freshmen. And we heard that with uh, Xavier Worthy and Byron Murphy last year. Uh, it wasn't just the, the guys, those guys having physical talent, it was them coming in and working. Uh, so, you know, the offensive lineman that we hear about working the most and, and picking up the playbook the fastest, that's going to be the most likely guy. We can all we can all guess that it's going to be Banks or, or Devon Campbell, uh, but it might be Umi Ozulu or, or Cam Williams. You know, we'll get a better idea over the next couple of weeks who those guys are going to be
0: you had to sit sit here right now, that, or this same time a year ago, would you have picked Worthy and Murphy as the guys that that would be the hardest workers, smartest workers?
1: Byron, I would have, uh, but I knew him well because he was a Texas kid, and I'd been talking to him a long time. I always loved him. I just thought he was going to get pigeonholed as too short, and then Baylor, I always respect their their evaluation. So uh, when I went and saw Byron August of his senior year, uh, that, he, that put him firmly on my radar. I knew he was taller. He was taller than me at that point. Um, and, and me and Jerry got in the car after leaving DeSoto. And I go, Whoa, wait a second. That guy's going to be in the NFL. Uh, worthy. I didn't know, yeah, um, didn't really have a good connection on him. He came in the class late. So, you know, I, I thought he was more raw than he was. So I was surprised that he was coming in and routing guys up instead of just bo- uh, blowing by them.
0: Who would you pick out of this class? Not, you know, knowing that you don't really know for sure right now, yeah. who are those couple of guys right now? And you can include the, the January enrollees in this one, too, as well, if you want to.
1: Um, well, I've, I've got to go Banks. You know, when I went to his uh, jersey announcement for the uh, Amer- All-American game, he had about five or six coaches go up and talk about how hard he worked. And, you know, if, if the guy is not well-liked by his coaches, it would have been the head coach and that's it. But everybody was fighting over the microphone to talk about how hard he worked. Um and, I mean, I've known that kid since he was a freshman. I know he's going to work because, like, the proof is in the pudding. He's come so far since he was a freshman. So I think we're going to hear good things about him. Um, but, you know, it's such a big atmosphere. It's such a change. You never know. There, it could be Sabian Red that comes in and, and they, they find a home for him. You know, maybe he comes in and, and starts stealing uh, slot slot reps uh, from Brennan Thompson. Who knows? But Brennan, Brennan's another one. Um, very high mental character, uh, work ethic. Um, his problem is that he doesn't have that path to the field that Worthy had. Uh, with Jordan Whittington in front of him. But, you know, I expect to hear good things about him for sure. You know, we've we've been high on him. Bobby, you have you have some keen insight on that, that recruitment as well. Uh, I think he's got the right mental makeup. So Banks is one that just because I know him, uh, you know, over the years, I think that he's going to be one that we hear about based on work ethic, not just talent. But, you know, we'll see. I'm going to report what I hear. If it goes counter to what I've been saying, then I'll, I'll do that if I have to.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's important for people. To, even though we have preconceived notions about how things might go, it's not going to jade how we report it out because you know the the proof will ultimately be in the pudding there'll be somebody that's running behind or late to practice five times All I right. mean it happens it happens inevitably in every class whether you like that or want to believe that or not
1: yeah it you just have another does thing to get homesick too you know those guys get homesick you know uh, <laughs> that's a big problem for some guys and you know they don't it doesn't, it doesn't hit them until they're away from home. They think they're going to be perfectly fine. They can't wait. And then, you know, they just act differently, but yeah, we'll, we'll correct the, the record if we need to, but I'm, I'm excited to, to hear about Kevin Banks and, and a number of these other guys.
0: Uh, Eric, another good state of the program episode. I appreciate you joining us. Eric Nalin of InsideTexas.com. Texas.com. Uh, please join Eric, myself and myself, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, uh, Joe Cook, Ian Boyd, Paul Wadlington, Uh, on the cover or for the coverage of uh, Texas football and football recruiting Uh, for Eric Nolene. I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.